You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Actually, it's the, it's the lead play in our, in our offense. Yes, our YN or a tight end to open up somewhere between six feet and nine feet. Get an isolation with the, with the linebacker. Come to tackle, to take the defensive end if he's over him, if he's not, to drive down on the first man to his inside. YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker here, he comes all the way around. You look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here, and a seal here, and try to run this play in the alley. What's up, guys? Welcome into Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. You can email us, Packers Total Access at gmail.com. Text us, 865-658-5824. I'm joined alongside Tim live in Green Bay. You got a fresh fade looking good over there, right? We got Emilio in the house down here in Tennessee, and we got Jacob the Beard just hanging out, you know, fresh off the gym, right? Been to, been to the gym today, Jacob. Oh, yeah, I was in the gym for quite a while, Clayton. That's what I'm talking about, man. I ain't been to the gym in so long, dude. Oh, my gosh. You kidding me? I, I gotta. I always tell people, if you ever see me running, start running too, because I ain't running for exercise, I promise. <laughs> There's something after us. Um, how was everybody's day? Tim, what would you get into today, man? Is that, that blizzard hit you guys yet, or has it already passed? No, it's uh, it's came and went. We got a little bit of snow this morning, so a little uh, bit, three feet, just a little just bit, a little bit, just a little bit, a little dusting, and then just in time for it to be like you know fifty eight degrees this weekend. So, yeah, did a little uh, driveway work, but that's about it. You know, nothing major. Yeah, boy, got, got my ears lowered today. You know, just nice. little, little errands. You know, we had some sixty mile an hour winds blow through up up here in JC, uh, Amelia. What about you down there in, in the? In I, some pretty rough thunderstorms rolled through for a little while there. Yeah, I had to had to go in. I had to go into the uh, the enclosed for a little bit and hang out in the in the covered uh, covered trailer. But besides that, no, it was wasn't too bad. Windy though. Gotcha. Jacob was bringing the thunder at the gym, obviously. So mm. uh, just getting getting date mock, you know, fired up there, ready to roll. So um, want to say uh, shout out to Zane here. See, I had it fixed, Emilio, and now Jacob's face is covered again. No. 
<laughs> there we go. Got it. There you go. <laughs> Zane Strong uh, gifting five uh, Packer fan total access memberships. Appreciate you, buddy. Thank you so much. That'll put five more people in the next giveaway, which I've got a couple jerseys over here. I got I got an eyeball. I got to get through the, the stack and see uh, what we want to give away next for sure. I know a couple other people have wanted to make donations and I've been turning them down, but we may take them up on that offer too. Cause I know Bates's giveaway was a, uh, was a big hit, man. For I'm, sure. I'm always it. accepting Jersey donations. We already owe uh, Mrs. Green an autograph card, right? There's no doubt about that. So hey, as long as it's Aaron Jones, she'll be happy. <laughs> exactly. Appreciate you, Zane. You're the man, buddy. Thank you so much. Uh, Josh in the chat said, this is why I love the PTA Posse family. People take care of each other. We can be funny yet serious and nobody um, hateful, all love and respect. That's why we try to keep it, man. If we get a knucklehead in here, we will give them the old roadhouse in a heartbeat. I promise you. Um, I know AFAM's already been on one in here, ain't he, fellas? He's uh, on fire. AFAM says, Jacob was busy looking up, what is that, brioche French toast recipes? Today. Brioche. And I do like brioche. Brioche. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob, you're that's for that. Uh, that's for that morning uh, breakfast, right? Hi, I'm Date Mike. Nice to meet me. How do you like your eggs in the morning? <laughs> no, Jake. Jake uh, Jacob does that uh, Hawaiian roll French toast. Oh, <laughs> hey, that's what I'm talking about, dude. Hawaiian rolls. Hey, raise your hand if you like Hawaiian rolls. Oh yeah, sure. I haven't met one person who doesn't. They're unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, Boz getting on the uh, Eric Sutherland bandwagon here. He just said rig. It's rig. Chad Inc. asking about Omer. Omer was in here a couple days ago, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been hitting me on Twitter a little bit. Uh, hopefully he pops back in. Um, I don't know, Chad. You say something to him, man. What'd you do? What'd you do to Omer? Also, it's like two o'clock in the morning there every time Very we go true. live. Very yeah. true. Unless he's out of the French brothel somewhere late at night, <laughs> probably in the bed. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. Chad Inc. also confirms he says yeah. wine rolls are la bomb. True story. All right, so we had a little bit of news drop earlier today. Kind of cool. Got us a new. Some people were calling it a restructure. Some people were calling it a pay cut. Some people are calling it. Why are we kicking the can down the road? And then we find out an hour later that we were kicking the can down the road. So here's what we got, guys. Preston Smith, Packers cat move. Um, first of all, I think this is really, really cool. I want to point this out to you guys. Tom Silverstein, Steen, Stone, whatever you want to say. Spoon. You know, we always talk about Tom Silverstein. He he kind of brings the Goody approach, right? I always I always mention I feel like he's kind of the the mouthpiece for the organization. They've built up so much respect there over the years. It seems like when Tom reports something, it kind of feels like it's coming from the team side, the team's perspective, right? Which I absolutely love because if we get into the history segment today, we're going to hear about Art Daly and uh, and Lee Ramble, more specifically Art Daly, who was uh, a sports editor, I believe, at the Green Bay Press-Gazette back in the day. And the way they covered the team was they protected the team, man. They they tried to keep it respectful for the team. And, and they didn't – they knew how fragile – the Packers were in such a small market in a very uh, uh, volatile time in professional football. And they didn't want to do anything to hurt the value of the team. Right. And I kind of feel like that's how Tom approaches covering the team. And I really like and, and respect that. But he said the Packers cap move talking about Preston Smith with outside linebacker, Preston Smith, ESPN reported the move first included 1.9 million coming off his 5.7 base. Source said, in exchange, 
he got up to four million in sack incentives. He'll need at least ten to draw on that. But in the new D, he won't be dropping into coverage much. So you notice how he kind of said he didn't come in here and just say Preston Smith took a pay cut, right? It was like, hey, look, they're going to he can make more than that in right. Incentives, right in sack incentives. I love how he painted that picture, right? Kind of like, okay, this is a good deal for both parties. Now here's Rob Domofsky's, uh reporting of it. He said. Looks like Preston Smith will indeed be back the uh, for another season in Green Bay, and he had quote tweeted Phil Yates. Phil Yates said the Packers and outside linebacker Preston Smith have agreed to a restructured contract that creates two point four million in cap space for the team in twenty twenty four. Smith's compensation for this year is now ten million dollars, so his cap hit drops all the way down to ten million. Now. Rob Domofsky ended up replying to his own tweet there, kind of extending it and says, Smith was supposed to make $12.4 million this season. Looks like a straight pay cut to stay with the Packers for another year. He's coming off a solid season, but at 31 years old, he probably figures he won't get $20 million in free agency if he's released. This is very similar to like David Bakhtiari we're talking about. you got to weigh the pros and cons of, okay, if I play hardball here and they cut me loose – can I get X amount of dollars that would make up the difference and me having to pack my family up and move them, right? So it yep. sounds like basically agreed to take a pay cut there. And what's cool is we talked about this, guys. We uh, we had the names on the list we had were Bakhtiari, Kenny Clark, Jair Alexander, Aaron Jones, Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, Elton Jenkins, and Devondre Campbell. And we had talked about the clearable cap that was attached to them. We cut that in half and then even said it would probably be half of that if they do decide to clear cap, right? And uh, then out to the side, we had the number that if they were just cut outright, what would change about the cap? So when it comes to Preston Smith, we we now on this list, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players, and we've hit two of them so far, okay? So two of the eight have now had their deals somewhat redone. The clearable cap we have for Preston Smith was 11.9, which half of that would be 5.9 roughly, okay? So at 5.9 million, we said take half of that, correct? What did that number come to? What did, he, what did they say? Two and a half million is what they shaved off roughly? Yeah, 4.4, so off by 100K, not bad. Yeah, and then if you look at the cut number we have to the side, this is the big one. If we had cut him outright, we would have cleared $2.5 million. Basically, we would have been $2.5 million in the positive. How much cap did we clear? $2.5 million. And we didn't kick the can down the road. It was more or less a pay cut with some incentives laced in as well. So I think that was a really cool move because Preston Smith, I felt like, had a pretty good year last year, man. Uh, Jacob, I'll start with you, dude. What do you think? you like the move? I, I love his veteran presence. He – I. I remember Mike Wall saying all year last year, Preston Smith is arguably the defensive player of the year for the Packers. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think it's a great move, honestly. And I've said it before, I don't know why more teams don't use more incentive-based contract deals. Like, if it's me and I'm a GM and I'm trying to – because that's what everybody worries about, that people are going to, quote-unquote, you know, go kind of soft once they make that money. Um, and they always seem to play better in a contract year. Well, how about each year you, you make some incentives in there? So that's a great way. Preston Smith getting 10 sacks in a new system where, you know, he's going to be pretty much just asked to set the edge a little more, maybe pin his ears back in certain situations a little more. And um, I think he's still great against the run. I think he's still definitely uh, a, a valuable asset that we, I mean, if we can afford to, to keep him and, and make a little money in the meantime, I think it's a win-win deal. Win-win-win. Mm -hmm. We all win. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. What do you think, uh, what do you think, Amelia? 
honestly, I think it's going to set the stage for, you know, everyone moving forward, all the other veterans and everybody like that, um, you know, coming into a contract or something like that, where they can take that, take that money away from them, be fine with taking that pay cut. And you know what this team has, uh, you know, behind the scenes and what, what you've been working on, what you've been building, you're in there in the locker room with the other 53. So, um, you know, you guys know where, where you're heading. Yeah. And Preston Smith's just one of those team leaders, right, Tim? I mean, we we talked about it, man. That dude shows up every single week, and he's one that it's very rare you, you look up and Preston Smith is injured. You know what I'm saying? It seems like he's just always available. He's always accountable, right? Yep, absolutely. And the perfect piece to have, um, you know, we can't we can't take him for granted. Um, I, I think of LVM, you know, like what an awesome treat to have uh, Preston Smith over there as a, kind of a guide and a mentor and I think we'll probably start to see the beginning of the the, the transition where we're, we'll see maybe Preston Smith's getting a little bit less snaps, probably still a starter. Um, but I think you're going to see more and more rotation, more and more LVN peppered in uh, this year. And um, yeah, man, Preston is just like, you know, for, for his age and to be doing what he's doing, like, like Jacob was saying, you know, still good in the run game, sets the edge well. Um, you know, yeah, we don't want to see him in coverage, but it's not the worst thing. If there was an edge, you know, with the physical attributes to cover somebody, it's, it is Preston Smith. Um, so he brings a lot to the table and yeah, the leadership can't be understated either. You know, he's like, uh, you know, he's almost like the Aaron Jones of the, of the defense, you know, like just a guy who's been here for the long haul. And, um, you know what you're getting with him, he's available. And, um, you know, is he going to jump off the stat sheet every single game? Probably not. But, man, if you need a play, he's going to make a play for you. And uh, steady Eddie, as we call it. So just happy that uh, things are falling into place for Preston. Yeah, for sure, man. Zane Strong with another five memberships. Absolutely awesome. And it uh, looks like Josh got one. That's that's really cool. Josh said, day has been made officially a posse member. Hopefully nice. I'm lucky enough to get one of those jerseys. Can only hope. Love it, man. Hey, welcome to the posse, dude. And again, Zane, thank you so much, buddy. We appreciate you, man. You're awesome. Um, let's see what people said about Preston Smith here. AFAM said Preston Smith can still make plays rushing the passer. He really can, man. Like he he got after the quarterback several times last year, and, and his grades turned out pretty good too. Like if, if we were to pull up his PFF page here, and I'm gonna try to zoom in so you guys can see it a little bit better. Uh, you can kind of see, man. Well, let's go to his career in premium stats here. Can you guys see this all right? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> That's a no. Let's zoom in. <laughs> That's is that better? Hey, I'm I'm the guy with glasses on, so don't don't go don't go by what I say. <laughs> don't gauge it off you. Yeah, uh, that'd be like asking me, is that healthy to eat? <laughs> 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 Um, so yeah, week one, 72, start week one of last year, 72.3, 69.9, 66.4, 57.0, 43.7. That's yucky, right? 59.6. And then it gets Minnesota at home, 92.8 elite grade, 69.0, 69.3, uh, back in the fifties at a 57, a 59, a 57, then a 63, 55, 70, a 90 at Minnesota. Again, he dominated the Vikings, man. And that was, wasn't that Christian Darisaw or whatever his name is? Yeah. Darisaw, their, their left tackle. He was healthy all year, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. So if he was going up against him at left tackle, man, he'd beat him like a freaking drum dude. Um, and then 68.2 there against Chicago in week 18, he finished at a 73.9. Um, and when you look at his yearly grades, you know, it's wild too. He's been with Green Bay since 2019. It's already been that long. 66, 53, 80.8, 66.4, 73.9. So 
Um, pretty solid bounce back year there, man. He's definitely kind of an up and down, up and down, it seems like, from year to year. But, again, availability, accountability is the big thing for me, man. I love the fact that he's just – He's just always available, man, and always a team player, too. There's no doubt about that. Um, let's see what else we got in the chat. Yeah, four seven speed picked in the second round. Love to see it for real. Four seven, that's what it said on, the, on that chart. Four seven four. Did it really? Wow. Two over this said, What a corner not dropping into coverage. Jeff Halfley really is changing things. That's that's hilarious <laughs> that you mentioned that because uh. Earlier, I was seeing people go, yeah, I really think he might be the sandbacker. And I'm going, hold up, hold up, hold up. You guys were mad as hell last year. That he was <laughs> dropping into coverage, and now all of a sudden you want him to play Sam. What am I missing here? Like, mm-hmm. It's just wild. Absolutely wild, man, how people change their mind. Um, AFAM said play him about 70%. That's the other thing, too, man. If him and Lucas Van Ness, they, they begin to split a few more snaps – I think that's also going to put him in a, in a position where he's going to have fresher legs too, man. Yep. All right, so that's another good thing. Uh, Chris said, and he's awesome at setting the edge too. Absolutely. That's probably his best talent, his best ability is setting the edge against the run. Um, Chad Inc. said uh, Preston is a solid player. So everybody seems to be on board with it, right? Everybody on board with it. Mark in the chat says, what do you think about the KC cornerback tagged and tag and trade? Talking about Legarius Sneed, which I believe that's the one that Carly Ray brung up the other day, right, guys? That she wanted mm-hmm. us to talk about. So they obviously slapped the franchise tag on him. If I remember correctly, I think I seen. I could be wrong. I think the number is like around nineteen million or something like that. Was, Freed up uh, some cap, getting rid of MVS. They sure. What did they free up? What did like fourteen million or twelve? Well, yeah, twelve or fourteen or something like that. Yeah. Yep. So Kansas City uh, cleaning some things up after winning the Super Bowl there and and trying to get back on track, but. As far as Legereus Sneed, you know, we kind of broke him down a little bit as to what we thought, you know, he was worth. And um, I, I think it's one of those players, he was a little bit older. I think a franchise tag, if he's that important to their defense, could be huge for, for Kansas City. If he just plays on the tag for another year, then you're you're out of the contract, right? But as far as someone trading for him, I, I know I wouldn't be willing to trade for him. Would you, Jacob, would you be interested in, in trying to trade and take on that kind of contract? Because that whole contract would obviously travel. No. <laughs> we're, still paying, we're still paying Jair. Yeah, we're paying Jair, and plus, I'm so intrigued with what we could do in this draft. I mean, if we have even close to a similar draft as we did last year, as far as getting like year one players that can, you know, give us immediate production, guys like Kraft and Musgrave and can read, and I mean, it's it that's on um, Wicks. I mean, we if we could get another draft where we have four starters. Who else am I forgetting about? Even guys like, like what? Is that it? You talking about the corner room? I'm just talking in general, just from the draft class. Get another draft class where, let's Mm -hmm. say we do hit on a linebacker, cornerback, maybe a safety and a couple guards or something like that. We get like four starters out of the draft class. That'd be amazing, you know? Especially when we look back at the years prior and see how many guys are even still with us or in the NFL in general. So, yeah. Yeah. AFAM says, Jacob, think we can get all rookie DBs. Hey. Built yeah. for the future, baby. Listen, I know this, man. I'm not I'm not happy with the DB room. That's just me personally. Like, you know, Jair is Jair, obviously, but I'm not sold on Carrington. Um, I, I feel like uh Ballantyne uh actually played pretty well last year. Um, you know, they they both played about the same level, but I wasn't expecting Ballantyne to, to perform the way he did. I mean, his passer rate when targeted was I'm pretty sure it was it might have been better than Jair Alexander's, if I remember correctly, but Again, when you look at the overall grades and everything and take everything into account, 
you know, I don't want to march them back out there on the field in our nickel sets, you know, and and, and having to lean on um, Ballantyne and Ballantyne. Like, go get another stud if you can. Um, I, I feel like it's that important, but safety – Top of the list, obviously, man. Maybe Goody's going to do that with the with the secondary rooms. The same thing he did with the wide receiver room and the mm-hmm. tight end room in the last draft. Maybe, maybe this year it's uh, secondary. Yep, him and Matt are, aren't afraid to do that now that they've tried that. That's exactly what I was going to say, Tim. They, they tried it. It worked. Why not give it a shot again? They really don't care. You know, Just what happens if we get another nine wins and go into the playoffs? Watch yeah. them surprise us with the 25th pick. Do something crazy with that, and then it'll be like safety corner, corner, linebacker, corner, corner. Mm-hmm. You know, and we you never know. Goody's mm-hmm. got uh, I know he's got something up his sleeve. I'm still not ruling out a trade up or down either. Right. And he was wasn't he saying, you know, kind of the middle of the draft there is really, really dense, you know, with, with talent. So I'm I'm he's gonna be cooking for sure. That's his sweet spot, man. Third, fourth round, fifth round seems to be hitting on picks left and right. He's hit on some gems in there, that's for sure, man. Chad Inc. says, I think Sneed's price would be too high to warrant a sign-and-trade, plus the draft capital uh, we would have to give up on top of the contract. I just don't think it would be a good idea, just my opinion. I completely agree. I don't, I don't think anyone really is. I think they were more or less just asking, you know, like, hey, is that what's Kansas City's plans here, you know, that type of thing. Um, since we're talking corners in the draft, why don't we just pull it up here real quick, uh, PFF's big board. And um, let's zoom in here and kind of get your all's take. If you guys got names that you want to see here, I don't think we did this earlier um, with corners, but uh, PFS big board now has Cooper DeGene as the top corner. Is that what I'm seeing here, boys? Mm. Look at this. So they have Cooper DeGene number seven overall. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So us cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 6-1-2-0-7, PFF, 65.5, 88.5, and then 77.4. Obviously, took a dip back this year. Um, good size for a corner, there's no doubt about that. His RAS is up. The base for his RAS is going to be uh, pretty much through the roof there at that 6-1. Pretty Pretty solid uh, measurables there. And then you got Nate Wiggins coming in second. He's in the number nine spot uh, overall, 6'2", uh, 185. His PFF grade, 67.6, 77.9, 82.5. You got Quinion Mitchell uh, coming in the number 12 spot, uh, 79.7, 92.5, 91.5. He was the top graded cornerback in all of college football in 2022 and 2023. And then he goes to the senior bowl and absolutely dominates in front of everyone with, with all the pressure in the world on him. He's six foot one ninety six. People immediately will say, well, he played at Toledo. Well, Toledo's uh, cupcake opponents weren't who he was going against at the senior bowl, you know? So to me, I, I still see him as possibly the top corner in the draft person. Mm-hmm. Um, next you got a uh, Terry and Arnold, um, number 14 out of Alabama, 73.1 and an 88.4. Um, obviously, a solid grade there in 2023. And then his teammate, Kool-Aid McKinstry, has now dropped to the number 21 spot. Uh, six foot one, 195, only 21 years old. By the way, Terry and Arnold is 20 years old. He, he's not even 21 yet. That's wild. That's that's Kenny Clark type stuff there. Uh, oh, there's my draft crush right there, and it's Rake Straw. Yeah. Kool-Aid McKinstry, though, 67.9, 82.5, 88.8. I mean, I don't I don't know what happened for him to just start dropping all of a sudden, but we'll see what he does at the combine. There, like you said, Tim's guy, uh, Enos Rakestraw Jr., six foot 188. He's in the number 30 spot, uh, 59.4, 77.0, and 80.7. Then TJ Tampa. He's a man-to-man corner. Yeah, TJ Tampa out of I guess that's Iowa State. 21 years old, going to be 22 here soon. 6'2", 200, 53.6, 83.1, 75.8. He's the 36th ranked corner. Now, Jacob, is it just me or these shuffled around a lot, dude? Like, it seems like some of these guys – I mean, this is really shuffled since the last time we looked at PFF's cornerback room, man. Uh, yeah, it has. And um, honestly, my opinions have shuffled a little bit today. I actually spent time and watched a lot of film. I was surprised at how little – Attraction, I shouldn't say attraction. How, uh, that's not what I meant. How, uh, when I was watching, can you scroll down a couple spots here? Quinion Mitchell, he just, to me, looked really soft. I didn't like the way he played. He didn't seem aggressive. That was just me. That was the way that I I was surprised too. But who I was really impressed with was Terry and Arnold. That dude is just a monster. He was attacking everywhere. And then actually, if you can scroll down even a little bit farther than where we were just at, the guy from Oregon, Kyrie Jackson. Really, really good against the run. I was wondering if you could maybe pull up his 2023 grades. He didn't have great uh, numbers before that, but if you look at the snap counts, it looks like he was asked to do a bunch of garbage stuff. But uh, he's 6'3", 195. Look at the run defense grade. Lord, have mercy. That's That might be the highest we've seen this year. And then look at the uh, pass rating against him in 2023. Teams were 41.6 pass rating against him. 
Gotcha. He was targeted yeah, 30 times, had 19 receptions only, and only let up one touchdown the whole year. Nice. He was really, really aggressive, too. Yeah. It looks like he, yeah, looking solid, man. Uh, he played definitely played corner more than anything. He was in the box for 35 snaps. He was in the slot for 23, but played corner 460 snaps. So um, that's interesting, man. And like you said, 2022, he, he, I mean, he only played, what, 64 snaps? In did he get hurt, maybe? Pro probably did, something along those lines. Uh, again, because, you know, that 54.9, the reason I say it, you got to kind of throw that out, right, with such a small sample size. So, right. yeah, that passer rate when targeted, like you were saying, Jacob, 41.6. Man, that's solid, dude. In Oregon, they don't play like they're, – they're not playing like Toledo's type opponents, right? I mean, I know it's not like they're in the SEC, but they, they still play, you know, some pretty tough opponents uh, where they play at. So, um, Saint Estrell is one of those guys, right? Saint Estrell is one of those guys that, that keeps popping up here lately. He's down the 58 spot, 60.0, 83.3, 81.4 there. So, There's um, also um, – have you seen the other Michigan corner who's kind of going under the radar? Wallace, I think it's Justin Wallace or something. Justin He's actually Wallace. got some pretty good measurables too, and I think he may have gotten hurt at one point. But um, at, at some point, I think that he was one of those guys that was actually rated pretty high. There, Josh Wallace, that guy. Mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> Dang, 67.9, 70.186.5. How, why are we not talking about this cat? That's what I'm saying. You say he got hurt? And look at his run defense grade. Yeah, he, it's even higher, 87.8. Coverage grade, 84.9. Zone coverage grade, 81.8. Man coverage, 68.2. Definitely a zone corner there. Mm -hmm. um, passer rating when targeted, 66.2. And then uh, when you look at his snaps, he was in the box, 58 snaps. He was on the corner, 494 snaps. And he was in the slot, 59 snaps. So, yeah, that's another one there, man. And that's what I'm talking about. Some of these late round guys too, man. They're, they're going to have an opportunity to improve that that stock tomorrow. And uh, I like that he played all those snaps. You know, the, the past three years he played all those snaps, and he comes from a winning program. You yeah. know, that's Goody's going to eat that up. Oh, you know, good wide receivers lately too. Jacob, was there any other positions you looked at today? And, and Tim, if you'll help me keep an eye on the chat, if you see anything you like, mark them for me. I guess you already did. You, yeah, you marked one, didn't you? Um, yeah, just kind of uh, keep an eye really on the as I'm combing through here. Go ahead, Jacob. I was just I was uh, looking up like later round safeties to see if there's guys that we were kind of missing. I was looking, I was spending today thinking about like later round guys, guys that we might be overlooking. And uh James Williams, the safety from Miami, that dude flies around like crazy too. I want to say he was like a good size six three-ish or something like that. And then um I actually watched tape finally on that Kitan Aladabo, and that dude was impressive. Really impressive. He shot up to be like maybe my sixth or seventh ranked safety now. So there's a lot of depth. Um, so I'm, I'm really am like I don't remember what the earlier comment was talking about, but I I could really hope that we could trade back from 25, pick up like another two picks, maybe like we could have six or seven picks in the top 100. That'd be insane because there's a lot of late round talent. Yeah, not to and bounce back to corner, but I'm I'm really starting to like Cam Hart in the slot. Yeah, dude. Notre Dame, 6'2", 204, big dude, real sticky in the slot. Mm -hmm. I don't know where he – I think he's somewhere – him and Max Melton have been kind of going they're, – they're pretty close to each other in their yeah. rankings. I don't know where PFF has got him. Yeah, right here. Got him one, yeah, 109, so he's flirting yeah. with the top 100, 70.8, 65.7, 83.3. That's yeah. solid, 6'2", 207. And so he's in that range right right here. Whether he rises or falls, we could realistically probably take a crack at at a guy like Cam Hart. Yeah, yeah. definitely. 
Coverage grade, 84.2. Run defense, 73.7. Man coverage, 81.0. Zone coverage, 73.9. So he's definitely – uh, a little, a little more balanced than some of the others that we've looked at here. Uh, passer rating when targeted last year, sixty-seven point one. His snaps. Uh, this is Cam Hart from Notre Dame, guys. Um, Thirteen in the box, four hundred ninety-eight on the corner, fifty-three in the slot, and even mugged on the line a little bit. Six snaps in the defensive lineman. I love it, and that just means that, like I said, he he got close enough up there in the box that that he could uh, probably blitz. It's probably some kind of cat blitz, I would have imagined. So um, good stuff there, Tim. I like it, man. Anytime you mention a Notre Dame guy, we're going to talk about it. You know mm-hmm. that. Um, Antonio Universe in the chat said, DeGene uh, is a freak, and he's a game changer. Uh, Tampa looks good. Mitchell could be a pick in the second, but he won't fall. Yeah, I think he's going to go in the first for sure, man. Um, no doubt about that. Mike Hebring with the Super Chat. Appreciate you, buddy. He said, cornerback off the board, Preston Smith ain't going anywhere. Locked him down, <laughs> didn't we, Mike? <laughs> cornerback one is back, baby. Um, let's say, appreciate the Super Chat, Mike. You're the man. Uh, Jarrell Lee says, Terry and Arnold going to drop to the second round just where we want him. That would be really cool. That would be awesome. Awesome. Yeah, imagine if Terry and Arnold. Yeah. That dude is aggressive, man. Like, I'm talking, he was laying people out. It was awesome. You can tell he's a, he's a team leader, too. Like, yeah, let's uh let's hop back up and look at him real quick here. Let's take a, a closer look. Like I said, 20 years old, gonna be 21, six foot 196, PFF grade 73.1 in 2022, and he jumped all the way to 88.4 in 2023. When we look at his stuff, yeah, run defense, run defense 90.6. He's a physical corner, no doubt about it. Coverage grade 84.9, man coverage down 61.2, but zone 81. Point nine there so uh i like it man uh let's see here as far as the snap well passer rating when targeted 50.7 and then his snaps uh location was four deep 69 in the box 557 on the corner 205 you knuckleheads 205 in the slot and then three um on defensive line so they moved him around quite a bit there with his uh his location so yeah uh, McLeathern out of uh, Arkansas for another yeah. late round. Which Dwight, I was, yeah, Dwight McLeathern, I think. Is that how you say it? McLeathern, McLeathern. Yeah, we, we, talked to, we talked about him a couple weeks ago, didn't we? Let me see if I can. I find think him. so. That was familiar. There he is. Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. That's, yeah. Dang, Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas 6'2, 188. He's sitting in the 165 spot right now, 69.3, 77.2, 91.3, the second highest graded corner in college football last year. Coverage grade, 91.8. Hello. Grade, 65.4. Not horrible. Um, Man coverage, 80.3. Zone coverage, 90.4. My gosh, dude, that is – what a year. Um, As far as his snap location, where he lined up at, um, he was in the box 13 times, 349 snaps at corner, four in the slot, 15 at D-line. So they definitely played him – on the corner, probably. I'd see some of those D line snaps you're getting where they're in a close split and he ends up, you know, close enough to the tackle box that they put him on the D line there. But what were you going to say? Look at those individual games. He only had one semi bad game. Like, there's no fluctuation. Yeah. He's either a 70 or above every, like, that's. Now I'm really starting to think he's not going to be such a late round pick. I'm honestly, <laughs> right. that's, that's I'm really still good trying to figure out why he would be, you know, like. What, why why would weird. he drop? Emilio, why would somebody like that drop, dude? I don't know. Not when you're performing like that. That's crazy. I, you, Jacob, you, you hit the nail on the head, dude. 82.8, 60.7. That's his worst of the year. 
73, 80.9 against Texas Mm -hmm. A&M, 84.9 against Florida, at Florida, by the way, uh, 71 against Auburn, FIU 70.1, and the Missouri 74.3. I mean, you're right. That is consistent. And his past two years, his passer rating, what's that, below 52? Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, in 2022, his PFF grade was only 77.2, still solid, but his passer rate when targeted, 45.8. And then it only jumped to 51.2 his senior year or his last year, probably his junior year. I'm not sure what year he came out. But, yeah, man, that's uh, – let's see if there's any analysis. Now, here's a guy. I ain't gonna <laughs> um, yeah, look at the trends, man. This is wild. <laughs> so, average draft position. So, like, what what, what happened? What did he did he get caught smoking the 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 giggle bush in a gas mask or something? What why did he drop so far? <laughs> make any sense to me, boys? There's got to be a reason, right? Oh, look at this most drafted by too. You see this? Oh yeah, yeah. Green Bay ten percent. They're third behind Minnesota and Detroit. So sounds like the the North is uh, on his mind, or he is on the North. In a month, he dropped out two rounds. That's brutal. That's crazy, isn't it? Like what? Like I I don't understand something. that. Yeah, something it's, had to it's have happened. one eighty-eight. I mean, maybe they want them, uh, li- you know, a little heavier. I don't know. Well, maybe so they need to stop body shaming, Tim. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Chat, <laughs> see if he's got any charges pending or something. What's that? Said somebody in the chat look up and see if he's got any charges pending or something. Yeah, somebody do a background check real quick. Right, hey, 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 hey! That's just the way we talk <laughs> in the clink. <laughs> Love it. Let's see here, uh, Prince. Never say the last name. Appreciate the profile pick. Says weird that DeGene uh coming off injury and skipping the combine has him rising up the board. That is strange, ain't it, man? Like I forgot about that too. He's skipping the combine because of the injury. What in the world's got him jumping like that? We we got to go over the consensus big board and get a little a little extra confirmation here. Um, let's see. Oh, don't you do this to me, Ron. Ron, don't you do this to me. Ron said the Packers met with Estimate today. Audric Estimate. Don't mean much, but Notre Dame running back. It means a lot to me, I mean, Mr. Ron. It means a lot, actually. Yeah. That's freaking awesome. Ron's got another one in there, too. Pac met with somebody else. Someone who is here. that? And tell him who it is. It's Rake Straw. Gotta love this time of year. Who's after my heart right now? I can't wait. This draft's going to be a home run. I can feel yes, it. We got a special guest in the house, Miss Carly Ray. How are oh, you? Now we're both covered up. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Carly? I'm doing good. I missed. I missed. I missed you guys. I missed hanging out, and I'm excited to be back. It's been a crazy busy week, so it's good to be here. Gotcha. Busy's good though. It's good to see you in here for sure. Um, mm-hmm. You got anything you want to hit on real quick while while you jump in fresh on your mind? Oh no, no, keep rolling. Got it, got it. All right. Well, we will continue to do that. Um, there was somebody we were going to look. Oh, I was going to go to consensus big board, right, guys? Give me just a second and let me. Uh, let me hop over there real quick. I want to see you. You got to say something smart. Anything else on your mind? Emilio, you're being quiet tonight, but I'm worried about you. Talk to no, me. No, I was just – I was trying to dig into to, to Dwight there and see if anything would, would come up. But, honestly, I just got myself into a Reddit uh, thing that started getting out of hand. So, it literally the, – the question is, is, is Dwight uh, McLaughlin being overlooked? And it came out eight days ago. So, gotcha. Oh, I don't know. All right, I got the – I got the big board pretty much ready here. Let me get signed in first, though. Let's see this thing. So I Jacob. got something random to say. Yeah, go ahead. 
Um, so it turns out that a friend of mine that I used to work with, her son was actually invited to the combine. He played, he played for Iowa. I think a defensive tackle, Logan Lee is his name, yeah, Logan Lee. And he, um, yeah. So that's like a good friend of mine's son. And I had no idea. So it'd be kind of fun to see how that, how he turns out, where he goes. That is awesome. What if he ended up getting drafted by the Packers? That would be crazy. I would love that. That's the kind of story we need right there. All right, let's look here real real quick, gang. Let's see if uh, – let me go full screen here real quick so everybody can see a little bit better. Um, we were looking at cornerbacks and why certain people were dropping. Do you guys remember the names we were talking about? Like there's mm-hmm. there's Terry and Arnold. He's now in the number 10 spot. Quinion Mitchell, 15. So this, this matches PFF perfectly, doesn't it? I mean, right. the overall ranking is a little bit different, but the same order there. Now, well, they have Cooper DeGene fourth, and, and PFF had Cooper DeGene first, though, right? Is that correct? Yeah. And then who was it that was dropping, guys? Do you remember? We were just McLaughlin. McLaughlin, yeah. McLaughlin. They got him at 212. And I was going to see if they had any kind of write-up on him at all. There's nothing there, though. Um, as far as the mocks, the team mocks, uh, the Boston Herald had him going in the fifth round to the Patriots. The Steelers had him going in the fourth round to – our Steelers Nation had him in the fourth round going to the Steelers. Uh, Fan sided um, had him going in the third round to the LA Rams. Uh, NFL mocks had him going in the seventh round to Detroit. So you see, it's like all over the place here, right? Mm-hmm. And and those are some of the more recent ones. So the most recent one is fifth round and fourth round. So uh, I, I guess you could throw in that third round too. So probably I think a good guess would be around the fourth round would be where he would go. It's just it's kind of weird that he's just he's just kind of sitting out there, you know. Um, if we were to go also to the consensus big board back to it. Let's look at Audric Estime real quick since the Packers were kind of on him. I want to see. Um, so they got him at 105. He peaked at 48. And if we look at the teams, yeah, so he hasn't been mocked to the Packers at all. That's interesting. That is interesting for sure. Of course. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the way it works, right? Um, any other positions you guys want to look look at here from the consensus big board before we move on? Anything at all? Bates has got something in the chat on uh, on McLaughlin. Cool. What's he got? Um, let's see here. Only yep. negative I see about McLaughlin is, quote, he does tend to give too much cushion to receivers, could draw a decent number of flags in the NFL. So, Gotcha. So he's going to end up in Miami then. Got it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, all right, cool. So we got that settled there. Tomorrow we got D-line and we got linebackers running, right? Am I thinking mm-hmm. right? If we look at D-line real quick, how the consensus big board sits, Byron Murphy at 20, Jerzon Newton at 21, uh, Tavondre Sweat at 41, Chris Jenkins at 52, Leonard Taylor at 63, Michael Hall Jr. at 65, Ora Ora um, 67th. You've got Braden Fisk out of Florida State in the 70 spot, Mason Smith at 83, and you've got McKinley Jackson climbing three spots here recently, looks like, to 88. He's peaked at 58 before, though. There's that Dwayne Carter we were talking about earlier. He's sitting at 111. He had peaked at 67, though. Um, so just some names to kind of keep an eye on. I don't see us projected to draft any of them there. The other side was linebacker, right? So mm-hmm. we look at linebacker. They got Edron Cooper, Peyton Wilson, Junior Colson, Jeremiah Trotter Jr., Cedric Gray, Tommy Eichenberg, um, Tyron Hopper, Jalen Ford, there's Trayvon Wallace that we talked about. Um, there's the other guy, Luafo or whatever it is from Notre Dame. Jacob, as you mentioned earlier, he's at the 160 spot. So 
Nobody mocked there. Now, if you go to the team mocks, I meant to do this the other night. I think this is kind of cool. You can go to team mocks, and uh, basically what it'll do is you can go through now and kind of focus on, uh, you know, look for your team essentially, right, and see who they have mocking. These are people that cover your team, like Lombardi Avenue, right? They have us taking round one. What's that? So that looks awesome. I yeah. totally Darius Robinson in uh, in the first round. Oh, Trucker John going to be excited about that, ain't he? Uh-huh. Um, okay. Then Enos Rakestraw Jr., Tim, in yeah. the second round. second round there. And then Where's Tyler, Max Melton? Look at Tyler oh, Newman. Really oh, Tyler Newman. Now you're happy, Clayton. Oh, you know it. Dude. Look at, here's the entire mock they did. Um, Darius Robinson in the first. Enos Rakestraw Jr. in the second. Tyler Newbin in the second. Braden Fist, defensive lineman out of Florida State in round three. Jalen Wright, Tennessee, running back. Emilio down there in your neck of the woods. Uh-oh. Christian Mahogany, interior offensive lineman from Boston College in round three. And then uh, from Utah in round four. There. <laughs> so that's what we're going to What, what was that, Clayton? You heard it. The Zoom talk, right? Who? <laughs> um, oh! <laughs> there should be another one here too, man. If I remember correctly, there should be another mock. And I think you it check might out be- the Bears draft. Yeah, let's do that. Let's take a quick peek at the Bears draft here. This is NFL spin zone. All right. They got Caleb Williams in round one, Rome Adunzi with the second first round pick, and then Zach Frazier in round two. That's a pretty pretty good looking three picks right there. That's not too bad. Yeah, not too bad at all. Um Boston Harrell has uh the Patriots taking Jaden Daniels. I seen a thing come across the wire earlier today too that Belichick was really, really high on Jaden Daniels, and they're they're saying there's a pretty good chance that um, the fact that the front office is still kind of intact that that probably won't change. If if Bill was high on him, then uh, obviously Elliot Wolf would be because they were working hand in hand together there in the front office. Now let's see if we can find this other Packers mock draft real quick. I just want to see how things are sitting right now. Yeah, so it was Packers wire. They have us taken. And this was on February 19th. So that was some time ago, right? That was, what, roughly 10 days ago. So um, they had us taking Cooper DeGene in the first round, Edgerin Cooper, linebacker out of Texas A&M in, in the second, and then Jaden Hicks, Jaden Hicks with the second uh, second round pick there. That's interesting. It's the first time I've seen Jaden Hicks mocked to the Packers. Have you guys seen that yet? No. Mm-mm. Oh, my goodness. Look at, look at round three right here, boys. Sweet baby Ray Davis running back out of Kentucky. I don't know how out of Illinois. Um, Jaden Hicks, I don't want to bounce back and forth and, and take the time, but I'm going to pull it up in a separate screen real quick. I want to see what Jaden Hicks's PFF looks like real quick, and I'll read it off to you guys. Talk for a second, gang. So today I looked at linebackers, and uh, have you guys watched Peyton Wilson's, uh, like any tape on him or looked at him? The no, guy is – he is skinny as a rail. I mean, like, yeah. it is shocking how skinny he is to think that he's going to try to play linebacker in the NFL. I just don't see it unless right. it's some sort of weird kind of hybrid safety linebacker-ish type thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you know how old he is? How old is he? Oh, I think he's like 22, if I'm not mistaken. Because mm-hmm. a lot of guys – I've that I've seen, and I think even Christian Watson like um, was talking about how they just put on so much muscle in like I don't know, like twenty three or something like that. Maybe it wasn't Christian Watson, but I was just reading some stuff about how at that age guys will still put on a lot of can put on a lot of muscle because their bodies just aren't. They've been growing so tall so fast 
that they haven't been able to really pack on the muscle yet. So mm, interesting. I don't know. Gives it gives it hope. Yeah. Jaden Hicks, I got him pulled up. He's in the 51 spot right now. That's the guy they had us taking with the second, second round pick that we have there. Um, what pick would that be, Tim? What am I thinking there? That's Which one? That's 50. 41. Would that be 41? We had 25, 41, 58, I believe. Uh, so that, would have, that would have been 58 then, wouldn't it? Am I thinking right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if that was 58, like I said, he's he's on PFF's board at 51, so that's good value there. PFF grade 46.5, 66.0, 76.6, but he's 6'3", 212, redshirt sophomore. So uh, that would be interesting. He's one of those guys we don't know his age. So um, the the mystery remains there. So there you go. Um, Chewy, I don't know. Is that true? <laughs> I was just reading that. Somebody, somebody, cue up the cops theme song here, real quick. Shooting said a, a cop just ran me off in the ditch. I'm it was, here. it was to a, a statement earlier when he was fourteen. He had a good time. There you go. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Gotcha. All right. Thank you for. Yeah, that didn't just happen right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> was just right not while he's listening. Yeah, Chewie's just right across town from me. I was about to, about to head over. There. You know what I mean? Get tased with him. Go to jail. Spend a night in the clink with him. We go, we go down together here. Bad boy system. I love it. <laughs> Anything else y'all want to hit on draft blog? We're at the 45 minute mark. We can continue talking draft or we can hit a history segment. I'm good either way. Does anybody got anything like that that's on your mind you want to talk about? I have something. Yeah. I was listening to something or a podcast talking about Jaden Daniels and how he was so I think he's really tall, what, like six five or six six, but maybe two hundred pounds and real skinny. But then mm-hmm. they were looking back at like quarterbacks in the past that have been around that size and the one that they found was um a certain tom brady really and here yeah. the patriots are linked to him i, I just yeah. I, yeah I just clicked on it and, and this is what they have it at as far as the mock drafts and these are all dated february 27th i'm just going to read them off to you uh falcons at number three so i'm guessing they're saying the, the patriots traded out then the next one is tankathon they have the Patriots taking him. NBC Sports Philadelphia has the Patriots taking him. Um, the Lions Wire has on, uh, has the Washington uh, Commanders taking him at two. Touchdown Wire has the Patriots. NFL.com has Washington at two. Buccaneers.com has the Giants climbing up to the three spot and taking him. And then uh, the Athletic has the Patriots. So the Patriots are leading there. Washington's probably a close second. And then it looks like two or three different teams are maybe in the market to trade up for him. So that's that's pretty wild stuff. Um, let's see if I can pull his measurables up real quick here on PFF. And uh, I'll tell you guys what that is. Uh, 6'4", Yeah, he's a big boy. Uh, Caleb Williams is 6'1", 215. That's pretty wild. Uh, so Jaden Daniels, 6'4", 210, PFF grade, 83.2, 87.8, 94.7. He was the highest graded quarterback this year obviously dominated college football uh, passing grade 92 intermediate grade 89.4 deep grade deep passing grade i'm gonna say this again deep passing grade 99.2 holy That's cow wow. there no pressure grade 93.2 so i mean it, it, with a clean pocket that dude can make thing make magic happen now pressure grade though 63.0 so you see the weakness there maybe he doesn't handle pressure as well as others, but man, against Bama at Alabama at Tuscaloosa, 92 PFF grade. That is wild. Absolutely wild. So there you go. Um, anything else? 
Emilio, what you got, dude? I know you got somebody you're thinking of. You I got, got nothing. No, I'm just, I'm just hanging out. I'm, I'm learning. <laughs> Waiting to see a little bit more that comes out of the uh, the combine, and we'll go from there. I'm just hanging out. Tomorrow's going to be fun, man, Um, just to just to kind of see it. I, I posted a video on Twitter earlier of Jair running his 40-yard dash, and uh, it was awesome. And we're he ran the 40, 4-3, and then looks up at the camera and smiles, mm-hmm. <laughs> being Jai. And I saw a Jordan Love's picture, man. They all look so young, it's crazy. Yeah, yep. it's wild, man. It is. It's wild. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, that Aaron Rodgers video, Tim, that blew my mind, bro. Oh, yeah, he had the bowl haircut. Mom yeah. put the cereal bowl on his head and just, just right across the right yeah. yeah. Maybe that's why he dropped in the uh, draft. They're like, I don't like this kid's haircut. Hey, don't knock it, man. That gets you a straight line right there. I guarantee it, boy. I, if I was a scout, I'd be like, no way we're taking him. <laughs> you seeing that hair, boys? Ain't happen. Ain't uh, gonna happen. Um, anything else in the chat we need to hit on? We got anything started in here? No. Nothing? Can you look up one more person for me, Clayton? Yeah, absolutely, man. What you got? I was trying to again think what can we do later in the late rounds, and uh, I'm just picturing Goody taking one stab at a late round receiver just because I feel like he has to do it. Yeah. Uh, look up Josh Cephas. Josh Bo Cephas. Let's see here. Josh Bo Cephas. I thought Jacob was going to walk you into like a draft, like walk you right into a mock draft. All right, so I'm going to need you to go to this club. <laughs> Clayton. You know it, dude. You know it. <laughs> uh, Cephas. Cephas. How do you spell it again? Last name? Uh, C-E-P-H-A-S. Yeah. Okay, got it. See, let's see here, man. I am way down here. Oh, here we go. Joshua Cephas, UTSA Roadrunners. All right, he's he went to a Weldon College, evidently. Um, two ranked 208. All right, um, look at this, Jacob. You you just finding these little studs here, bro. 6'3, 185. All right, slender mine, but 6'3, man, obviously tall. 70.5, 74.3. 85.4 is just his uh, look at his stats though, real quick because I want to say that he had some great, yeah, he had like a lot of yardage and some uh mm-hmm. consistent production. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His, his receiving grade was 88.2, uh, yards per route run was 2.39, that was almost at the very top. Um, contested catch rate. He's not a contested catcher, which is odd for him being six three. Drop right. rate though, drop rate one point one percent, bro. That's I mean, that is the top of the top of the mountain. His grade versus man coverage, he was cooking man coverage. Eighty eight point three was his grade. And again, he didn't play any like crazy, crazy good talent. Played Tennessee. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, I guess that's Utah right there, right? Am I thinking right? Yeah, or is that no? Who is that? UA. That's Houston. That's okay. University of Houston. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, his not, What's that? It's just yeah. It's not top tier talent. So that's why he's definitely going to fall. But it Look, looks comfortable in the slot yeah. though. That was you know that that's and with good. screens. I mean, what yeah. he he almost made what 10, 10 yards a, a catch per on screens. Twenty nine catches, two hundred seventy one yards. That's yep. not shabby at all. Definitely. Um, that's wild, man. Yeah, slot. That's wild that he played in the slot that much. Two hundred ninety seven snaps in the slot. Um. That's interesting, Jacob, man. That's a good PFF grade, dude. Holy cow, 85.4. And, you know, weekly, too, um, pretty solid. 83.9, 64, 80, 67, 69, 62, 72, 74, 80, 74, 80, 65, 65. That's what I love about PFF, man. They they really reward that overall grade at the end of the year with consistency. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just – I absolutely love it, man. Love it. When it says dig deeper with college premium stats, let's see what this is. 
never mind. They let us see. They, I've been bamboozled. Cost you money. Yeah, well, no, I've I've paid the money. The problem is, they open oh. a separate window, and I've been bamboozled. I ain't doing it. We're done. <laughs> Daddy like that years ago on a Cadillac. I ain't doing it. Um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, what else we got? Anything else? <laughs> Look at this. There are Greg Rice said we should get get a go from me uh, going to straighten his pinky. I think we know who he's talking about, Jacob. You know what I'm saying, man? Ah, huh? Yo. <laughs> Every time you guys <laughs> me and Tim are smiling, like showing all the <laughs> all right, there, uh, you, you can donate all the money you want. Larry's not getting that pinky fix, man. That's a that's a but, badge of but, honor. But why did yeah. he never get it fixed though? Like who a, what how many a, different things happened where he was just like, no. Because he oh. didn't go the Ronnie Lott route and just bit it off, mm-hmm. so he figured yeah. just oh. leave it. I'm out sure there. he kept. I'm sure he kept the face right. mask he came oh. with. <laughs> Ronnie really didn't bite his finger off. Probably. I know. I know. <laughs> what? what why? I don't get it. Whatever. Uh oh. Austin oh. now. Hey, got another co-host. What's going on, buddy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get that gold it's on. Like you and your husband. Like it's the perfect right. blend. Dude. That's how it works. Yeah, <laughs> that's, how, that's how it works. In case you didn't know. Yeah, yeah I agree. Andre says that that picture of the pinky hurts, man. It hurts bad, bro. Real bad. Like that, um, Emilio. One, one final question for you guys. All right. And this may tick some people off, but I don't care. I know me and Tim reacted the same way. So, Tim, hold yours till the end. All right. Here we go. PFF Packers tweeted out a picture and said, Derrick Henry's projected contract, would you sign him on this deal? Two years, $20 million, $13 million guaranteed. All right. That's $10 million per year, obviously. You can maneuver the cap a little bit. But essentially what that's saying is you can fully guarantee the first year and then in the second year get out of it and uh, and just come away with like a $3 million cap penalty. Um, Jacob, yeah. <laughs> Jacob, let's start with you, man. You signing Derrick Henry for, for 10 per year, man? No, <laughs> respectfully, sir. No, Emilio, what about you, man? That's all I gotta say. John Deere Green on a hot summer night, he rode Billy Bob loves Charlene. That's it. Tell him about it, Tim. You want Derrick Henry? You want my take? Yeah, I want your take. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like Prince in the chest. That's that's a no for me, dog. Mm-hmm. Well, Randy Jackson there for you. Um, yeah, there you go. All right, cool. Anything else? We're at the fifty-four minute mark. We'll roll the uh, history into tomorrow. I like when we kind of wait, wait, wait. I don't get an opinion on Derrick Henry. Carly, I'm so sorry. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about Derrick Henry? Carl? <laughs> I would say the only way, the only way I would say yes to that is if I felt sure that we were making a Super Bowl push at this year, like it was our window. Absolutely. We had safe, you know, we had corners and safeties that were playing at the top of their game. They, we had everything in place and we literally needed that one piece. That's the only way I would say yes. Otherwise it would be a no. Think about this. When the offense really struggled, Aaron Jones was injured. And I'm just spitballing here. What if Derrick Henry was your running back while Aaron Jones was down? Do you still lose those games? I think I feel comfortable saying you probably win one or two, but mm-hmm. 10 million, man, it's rich. You know, it's gonna be hard to find some uh, help in the secondary 
we're spending yeah. a lot of money on a running back. Yeah, right. you'd have to definitely lean on the draft for sure, wouldn't you? But the yeah. cap the cap jumped up way more than we thought it was going to. So technically, it's more playing with house money because it was money we didn't even budget for. I'll tell you this, Tim. What if you sound like Mandy going shopping? I'll just tell you right now. We, we can't afford not to get it. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> so if Bach doesn't return, 20 more million right there. No, yeah. still no. Mm-hmm. Still no. <laughs> Tim, Tim still Penny no. pinching over. I like it. I like it. it. It's probably, if you made me decide to, I would say no. But I, I understand what you're saying too, Carly. Like, you know. It, it, if you had if you had approached me when Aaron Jones was hurting, his offense looked like booty cheeks, and said, "Hey, would you like Derrick Henry right now?" I'd say, "Yeah, that'd be great." Let's mm-hmm. throw him in the lineup. Emilio, what were you laughing at just a second ago, man? Did you see how defeated I was? Yeah, that's what. Honestly, mm-hmm. that's what I was laughing at. <laughs> hey, y'all gonna pull us back in? We're at the fifty-six minute mark, and you're gonna pull us back in. This is how it happens. Greg uh-huh. Rice says the Oregon running back looks like Aaron Jones to me. Who's he talking about, guys? Fuck you, let's see. See it. That's my oh, favorite look. back right now, other than uh, Ray Davis. Bucky Irvin is he is Bucky a little Irvin. That's a cool little, name. I know that. Yeah. You guys it's, can see the screen, right? Yep. He is All a right. home run hitter. Irvin, twenty one and a half years old. All right, from Oregon. He's ninety six ranked, so you could probably get him in the third, maybe the fourth round, depending on if the running backs drop. Five ten, one ninety five. Kind of built like Aaron Jones, ain't he? A little bit, a little bit smaller, right? Um. PFF grade 79.3, 91.1, And uh, when you climb into the grades here, rushing grade 91.8. His zone grade 73.4. Gap grades 93.4. So he's more of a gap runner than a zone. That's uh, that's important, but at the same time, when you have an elusiveness rating of 142 I, it don't matter what you're running. You could be running pole dunk offense out there. That dude's just making guys miss, it seems like. Um, so uh, that's really, really interesting. I don't see his receiving grade anywhere. Scroll down on that. Well, how many missed tackles did he force? Does that say? Uh, yeah, missed tackles forced uh, 69. He's wow. tied for 11 in college football. So, wow. uh, yeah, only three drops, too. Um, let's see, uh, tied for 29th with carries of 15 yards or more. Um, there's nothing on passing. Here we go, receiving. Here we go. Target. He was targeted 61 times. He had 55 receptions. So he, he only, you know, only six of those passes, uh, six of the 61 hit the turf, right? So uh, that's pretty impressive there. Mm-hmm. Um, receiving yards 395. So he can catch the football out of the backfield. That's interesting. Let's see what the analysis says. Now here's a guy, and that's all we got. So Always been over five yards of carry, too. That's nice. Does he? Check over five Trends. Let's see what the trends look like. Oh. Man, he he dropped way down, didn't he? Twenty-eight percent. Is he battling any kind of injury at all? No. No, they probably just started mocking him to the Packers, and it yeah, just look at it. here. It is twenty-eight percent. You're right, man. That's way more than everybody else. I'd be okay with it. What do you guys think? Let's go around the horn with it. Jacob, you good with it? I think we'd be lucky for Bucky. <laughs> <laughs> see what you did there. Out of my no, I'd love it. Tim? I'm I'm watching tape right now. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I'm watching tape right now and and uh Greg's correct. He looks like he does. He he looks like an Aaron Jones type. Or Why like a, or like Isaiah Pacheco, real shifty. What's his, what's his number, Clayton? Where is he what's projected? 
Oh, projected. Um, which uh, you just wanted out of PFF. Yeah, uh, they got his PFF ranking. So that was ninety-six. So Tim, so Tim, would you be okay with Rasul being Bucky? Ooh, see now that's the question. That's the question of the day, right there. That'll get Tim stirred. This up is the rating. Right. This is the podcasting people come for right here, Tim. I would you be okay. With that. I would be uh-huh. okay. With that. Amelia, you cracked the code, man. All it took was Bucky. That'd be a lot, lot earlier than I'd, I'd like to take a running back in this draft. But yeah, um, that's my, I don't know. I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing here in the mm-hmm. 19 seconds of film I just watched. <laughs> um, but uh, no, he does. He looks like that type of back, you know, um, catching the ball out of the backfield. You know, he's shifty in traffic. Um, good agile runner. Uh, and he does. He looks like an Aaron Jones. What are his measurables? He looks like Aaron Jones body type, too. Is he five, like a, I think he was 5'10". Um, I'm saying he's 185, soaking wet. So yeah, that's, that's, what that's Aaron Jones, right? Yeah, I mean, 5'10", 195, with two big sand rocks in his back pocket. <laughs> so, um, yeah, 185, soaking wet. There you go. I like what 2 for this says, too. He says, Henry would take a veteran minimum for the privilege of playing with Bo Melton. There you go. I agree. <laughs> Absolutely. Who wouldn't want to play with Bo? I think Bo, I'm I'm really, really excited to see Bo's career from here on out. Whether he finishes his career with the Packers or not, it kind of feels like the draft capital we put in the receiver room, there's a good chance that he's probably going to get the test free agency at some point. But he just seems like a good dude, man. And and I remember when we signed him, too, we brought him on, and Jacob was excited, like he always is about these guys that's got crazy speed. And we talked about for the first time getting him and Christian Watson on the field together, what it was going to be like. Um Bo Melton's a real deal, man. Real deal. And I'm I'm excited to see where Max goes too. It'd be cool if Max just, ends up in Green Bay. I just remember because we scouted him the year before was the first time that we really started looking ahead at draft prospects. And I was like, Stu from Rutgers, kind of a little, little scat, man. Yeah, no doubt. Yep. Paul Robertson said Chewy is the Bo Melton of the chat. There you go. <laughs> Did Bo Melton get ran into the into the ditch by a cop or something? <laughs> <laughs> Chewy's got that. a brother coming up in the draft. <laughs> yeah, Chewy does. He's got a brother coming up in the draft. Long snapper. Are you sure <laughs> about that? <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. We're at an hour, two minutes. Let's go around the horn. Carly, you got anything else? Oh, you're muted. Sorry. So, not to start it all over again, but Deadfish said Imani Bailey, our um, running back in TCU. Oh, did we look at him? 5'7, 207 pounds. Let's do it. Let's do it. Imani, what was it again? Bailey. Pretty good. We're gonna go that short. We're we're doing my guy the doll. See, here we go. This is how I'm gonna go that short. (laughs) (laughs) This is how I get divorced. All right. So Amani Bailey, running back, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's not in the top 300 according to PFF here. So no dice there. All right. What do you got, Jacob? No, he's um on NFL draft right? He's he's ranked like. Sixth to seventh round, if uh, maybe a UDFA. Um, he's got good, decent Who is it? numbers. But uh, the Amani Bailey guy that they're talking about, the TCU guy, he's just he's very undersized. Um, mm. But like I said, if we're gonna go undersized, that guy right there, Kamani Vidal, that's who I would go with. He's the little bowling ball I was talking about. Yeah, all right, Amani Amani yeah, Bailey. Yeah, right there. Clayton's oh, Amani Vidal. Okay, got you. Um, Yes, 176, 5'8", 218. He's thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. Lord have mercy. (laughs) 69.7, 85.8, And where did he play? What is this team here he played for? It's for Troy. He was the leading rusher in FBS last year as well. 
Wow. For real. All right. Yeah. 16. Yeah. 1,661 rushing yards. Holy cow. Averaged the 5.6 yards a pop, had 14 touchdowns, 18 receptions. Man, I don't know, though. That's a lot of tread on those tires, right? Yeah, he hey. is. Watch him, Stay away from my guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rushing grade 93.2. He's uh, – look at – dude, gap 91.8, zone 86.0. What are you going to say? I was just say, look at his trends. I, I don't remember if they were mocking – him to us, I, I just don't see that work me like a mule or not, dude. I swear, my fingers. Oh. <laughs> Vikings, I can totally see the Vikings picking him up too. It just seems like a move. Yeah, or the Patriots, you know, one of those smaller school type uh, type deals. There, analysis. Now here's the guy. Mm-hmm. That's it. We're done. All right, let's get out of here before I get divorced. All right. Um. Hmm. All right, uh, Tim. You got anything? Milio, Jacob, anybody? Anything? Oh, this come is by tomorrow. Yeah, get your popcorn and your daddy sodas ready. That's right. Tim, you're not going to be on the morning show, right? Yep. Okay. Emilio. I can be. I can be, I think. Okay, cool. Emilio, Jacob. I'll be there. Emilio, what are you shaking your head about? I I got to be at a a coffee club meeting at 730. Oh, coffee club. Is that like the Finer (laughs) Things Club on the office? Yeah. The partnership program. Yeah, yeah. The Finer Things Club. Yep. We only talk. we, We don't talk about work. Just about a book we, we picked. I got you. Well, they only got they got two rules for the coffee shop, my man. Wash your hands, wash your butt, man. That's it. That's that's all. <laughs> all right. So the book will read the book will dry off the ball. So I mean, it's a good one. I can't wait to see what everybody says about it. <laughs> I love it, man. I just imagine, <laughs> that's awesome. imagine Kevin Malone sitting there reading, take your eye off the ball. You gotta love it, Jacob. You said you're good for the morning, bro. Yep. All right, Carly will be here too. Carly, hopefully you can make yep. it. If you can't, no big yeah. deal. But. Um, we will be in here acting stupid and talking football. So appreciate everybody in the chat. You guys were awesome tonight. This was a lot of fun. Um, hopefully we kept you guys engaged enough. I uh, want to give a special shout-out to Zane Strong for the uh, gifting the 10 uh, Packers Total Access uh, YouTube memberships to uh, 10 listeners, viewers. That's awesome. And Mike Hebering, thank you so much for the super chat, buddy. We appreciate you. So with that being said, we're out. We will see you guys and gals in the morning for Good Morning Lambo. For those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world. And go Pack Go. It's a power sweep. Actually, it's the, it's the lead play in our, in our offense. Yes, a YN or a tight end to open up somewhere between six feet and nine feet. Get an isolation with the, with the linebacker. Tell the tackle to take the defensive end if he's over him. If he's not... To drive down on the first man to his inside. YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. The YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here, and a seal here, and try to run this play in the alley.